Hello, and thanks again for joining us on our podcast here this afternoon. We appreciate you uh, giving us a listen, and we are continuing on our 260 journey. Today, coming out of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And 1 Corinthians 12 gives us a lot of insight, uh, brings up the subject of spiritual gifts. But every uh, every winter, there's a phenomenon that happens in the winter sky, but it isn't with constellations. It's with migrating geese. When when geese fly south, they they can be seen flying in this V-shaped formation. And to us on the ground, it's really a thing of beauty. But to the geese, it is really essential for them to uh, to be able to survive. But what what happens is that they can fly up to seventy miles an hour and seventy percent faster and easier flying in this pattern. And what happens is the one in the front is doing most of the work. But the ones in the back are just honking and encouraging him. And when he gets tired, he kind of falls to the to the back back of the line, and he gets to enjoy uh, the the draft for a while. And another one would take over, and that is such a a beautiful thing to watch them work together and don't care who is in front or who is who gets the glory. They're just trying to get something done, and that is an absolutely wonderful thing to witness. But in First Corinthians twelve, we see Paul's kind of V formation, if you will, for the church. It's one of the most uh, significant chapters in the in the New Testament for the body because it's a chapter that teaches us literally how we are to fly. This chapter uh, on the, uh, is focused strictly on the gifts of the Spirit. But remember, now, spiritual gifts are tools to build with and not toys to play with or weapons to fight with. Paul tells us something we all need to hear and that every believer has a spiritual gift. Now look at verse 7. He says, very plainly here in uh, chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Every one of us have a uh, a gift to to that we can experience spiritually. And these gifts are of the Holy Spirit. They're not our gifts. He owns them, but you might can say that he kind of loans them to us. But how do we find our spiritual gift? That's the million-dollar question. Let me ask you to ask yourself some of these questions. First of all, what do I find joy in? God won't give you a gift that you hate. And what do I what do I do that tires me out but never burns me out? And what are some things that I do that others are helped by or encouraged with? And after you start asking yourself these questions, start praying and asking God to show you what your gift is. And here's the thing. Have the courage, have the courage to step out and use it. But in the in the New Testament, we really have three chapters that deals with this. It's Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. God's purposes are designed all around these gifts. But the job of every believer is to identify and use their gifts for a very specific reason. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 4.10, says, God has given each of you a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. It seems that every time the Bible reminds us that we are gifted by God, it reminds us why. That we are absolutely to serve and edify one another. When we identify our gift, we have just found our place in the geese flight. We have just found our place in the flight plan, if you will. We are part of the V to move the church forward, and we all must do our part. But why does sometimes part of our body fall asleep? For example, sometimes our, our foot will fall asleep or our arm will fall asleep. Why does that happen? It's because we're not using it. And sometimes our spiritual gifts, the very same thing, kind of goes numb because we're not using it. In order for it to be effective, 
We must know what it is. We must know how we use it for the glory of God. And we must employ and use that absolute gift. Let me say one important thing about understanding gifts. The, to pursue gifts without the development of, of character or the development of a relationship with Christ is really going to sabotage that platform. Uh, gifts can, can get you a position, but character will, will keep you in that position. Don't separate the gifts of the Spirit from the fruit of the Spirit. We need both gifts in the church. The gifts provide a power far beyond our, our natural ability, but the fruit of the Spirit the life of Christ is manifested in those. And by the gifts of the Spirit, the ministry of Christ is continued. But spiritual maturity is not measured by the gift, but what? But by the presence of those Christ-like fruit. The fruit keeps us uh, keeps the gifts in check, if you will. And we must be careful not to let the gifts replace the fruit as a standard of spirituality. Jesus said this. He said, you will know Christians by what? By their gifts? No. He said by their fruit. So don't get the two confused. They do go hand in hand, but they're totally separate. Don't uh, gauge someone's spirituality or someone's walk with the Lord by their gift, but rather do it by their fruit. But ask yourself today, what is my gift? What can I do through the Holy Spirit to bring glory to God, to get in that V formation and push the church forward? Maybe you're in the front, maybe you're just in the back, but for the love of God, get in the flight. And friend, never ever fail to take time in your day to bow your head and raise your hands and thank God for his awesome and wonderful and amazing grace that saved a wretch like me.